wow, I seriously can't believe that 2023 is almost at an end. And so what I thought I'd do for this episode is talk about my process of beginning a new year and how I go about thinking about the upcoming year and how I've changed that process. I started doing the process that I described today in 2022 after the coronavirus pandemic. I readjusted my thinking and strategy for looking a year ahead. I explained why I've changed and three benefits that you may get from listening to the show is how to be flexible when planning your your year ahead, um, making sure that you carve out some time for yourself and how to do that and why that's important. And then uh, the process that I use to develop habits across 12 months. And I aim to develop four habits a year and how I go about doing that and why I use that method. And hopefully by listening to my process, you can take some value away from this episode and have an awesome 2024 So on that note, I'd like to welcome you to Fitness for Fatherhood, the podcast helping first-time fathers find the time to regain their health and fitness to become the superhero dads their kids look up to. I'm Stacey Liddell, your host, a qualified personal trainer, two-time amateur physique competitor, and a freshly minted dad. I firmly believe that a healthy body and mind are the cornerstones to a fulfilling life. Get ready to gain actionable tools and strategies from real-life examples to take control of your health and fitness to become the superhero dad your kids can look up to. Alrighty, I want to jump straight into the content today. And as I said at the top of the show, it's going to be a little bit different today. And I think it's an appropriate time to make this episode because as the year is winding down and the new year is fast approaching, I think it's important to put my cards on the table and let you know sort of how I think about planning for the next year, uh, what I like to do to try and hit my goals and my targets. And while this show is generally focused on fitness for men and specifically for dads, I think that something I also don't want to forget to talk about or shy away from talking about is steps of productivity and steps to help you with hitting your goals. Because I think that actually does link into your overall well-being and your overall fitness and your overall health and your ability to contribute to your family and to your society or your community in whichever depth you want to go to, whatever level you can contribute at. And so I think preparing for your 2024 is a great way to start off on the right foot. And I just want to talk a little bit about how I think about year planning Um, why I do it the way that I do, why I've changed from previous systems and hopefully you can take something away from that. I'm going to try and keep it under 20-25 minutes and hopefully I can deliver you some value and some different perspectives that could help you either starting a new way of planning your year or perhaps updating your way of planning the year or even if there's just a couple of nuggets that you walk away with Um, That's great. So maybe I should contrast with what I used to do compared to what I do today. It's my belief that I don't like to plan in the long term anymore. 
I used to create these 10-year plans and then try and reverse engineer them backwards from 10, what should I be doing in five years, from five, what should I be doing in a year, in that year, break down each month and try and get it into a very granular kind of structure like that. And I just found that with the reality of the COVID pandemic, that I'm nowhere near the idea of where I thought I'd be even five years ago. So if you'd told me in 2018 that I'd be living in South Korea and I'd be married and have a a child in South Korea, I would have never believed you. Um, But our plans changed drastically because of the COVID pandemic. And it made me realize that maybe having these long-term visions of the future isn't very... Uh, reliable and so what I tend to do now is I try to aim at the year ahead of me that one year time period to me is the longest that I feel comfortable planning out to of course I do have a long-term vision down the road and that's something that I'll talk a little bit about as well and that is what I'm ultimately aiming at but I used to make that long-term vision very specific And it was quite rigid and not very flexible to change. And I realized how naive that was. Um, And so the way that I do it now, I feel gives me a lot more flexibility to build into that vision, into that picture, regardless of whether I hit every single goal along the way. So um, before I dive into my new way of thinking about planning for 2024, and uh, this is something that I actually use for 2023 as well, um, I didn't share it because I wanted to see if it worked out for me. And because it has been successful, I would like to share it with my community. And um, before we jump into that, I just want to give a quote by Seneca. And that is, Our plans must carry because they have no aim. When a man does not know what harbor he is making for, no wind is the right wind. And so that I just want to link back to having that overall vision. So I'm not saying to scrap long-term planning completely. I've just scrapped very rigid, inflexible long-term planning where I said, okay, I'm going to be in this place doing exactly this in five years' time. It's more like now a vague picture of the future. So for example, uh, let me put it into concrete terms. Instead of saying I will be teaching English overseas in a... Asian country in five years' time, you might make it something like, I will be teaching English as a foreign language in a different country in five years' time. Because maybe you don't end up in in Asia. Maybe you end up teaching English in Spain or in South America. Um, Don't close yourself off to opportunities just by making your long-term vision a little bit too rigid. So instead of that rigid five-year plan, I have now constructed my yearly plan and I like to divide my my goals up into different areas of life. Um, Some people do it by career or health, family, relationships, you know, whichever categories fit fit your lifestyle. And then what I like to do is I like to have a big goal for the year. And that goal generally is something that I want to achieve before the year. Um, 
so I'll give you an example of next year. Next year, I'm hoping to move with my family to the UK. And that is my my big driving goal for the year. That's If I complete that goal, I think it'll be a great year for myself and for my family. Um, some people, I think, would maybe refer to this as a, a misogi. I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's uh, something done in the Japanese culture where you kind of traditionally would have cleansed the body or purified the body. And that would have been done, I believe, under cold water. I think they often used waterfalls and uh, fresh fresh water river systems and things like that. So it was a an act of purification um, to sort of cleanse and clean and clean off. Um, but in the modern context, it's taken on a different uh, a different kind of form and generally now it's people essentially challenging themselves with something to confront their fears or to grow as a person um, something that is going to push you outside of your comfort zone and so for me this this year coming that is the big move to the UK it's definitely outside of my comfort zone Um, there's a lot to think about quite a lot of stress involved but it's something that I think will ultimately improve the health of my family and the well-being of my family in the long run. Another thing that I also like to do is outside of that big plan, I like to have four to six smaller goals that I want to achieve. They don't necessarily have to be aligned with that original task. Actually, oftentimes uh, mine are to enjoy something that involves a bit of downtime I'm somebody that struggles to sometimes turn off. I constantly am thinking, I'm constantly wondering about things. I'm always wanting to read, wanting to listen to something in terms of uh, educational content like podcasts and watching a YouTube video. And sometimes it's very difficult for me to actually just enjoy turning off. And I'm sure many of you have that same feeling where you just feel as if you want to be in a state of peace and away from all the the busyness and the, the phones and uh, the, the busy work that isn't really productive. And so what I tend to do is I tend to set up four to six little adventures. Um, and in all honesty, these were far easier when we didn't have a baby because we didn't have to think about how far we were limited to going. We could take a trip into the countryside that was, you know, four hours away and we could be a little bit more selfish with our time, my wife and I. So now what I've decided to do for next year is I'm trying to make most of them revolving around nature. Um, but because we in living in a city and we have a baby and we can't go out as far, we don't own a car, so we rely on public transport. Um, what what I've tried to do is I've tried to either make them cultural if they can't be in nature or as close to nature as possible without necessarily leaving the city limits. So, uh, for example, next year there's a beautiful nature reserve just outside of our city and you actually feel as if you're completely away from the city when you're there. So... One thing to do would be to take our baby out there for a picnic, perhaps in the springtime, because right now it's absolutely freezing and 
Uh, we don't really want to take Baba out in the cold. Um, another one, we live very close to a river. And while it is inside of the city limits, if you just walk far enough, I think it's to the north. Uh, I guess north or south, but I think north is maybe a little bit closer. You feel as if you're leaving the city and you're kind of on the river between the, the cities. So to take some walks along there, that's something that I want to do more often. And again, got to wait for the weather to turn around. Um, and then something cultural to do would be something like the, the in, there's a film festival that happens here every year. I'm to try and go to that film festival next year. So those are just sort of three examples of the things that I want to do. And as I said, they're not really building towards that bigger goal of moving abroad, but they're actually more focused at disconnecting and giving myself an opportunity to enjoy some downtime because that's something that I just personally struggle with. So I generally like to do one of those types of things every two to three months. <clears throat> I'd prefer to do it every two months, but you know sometimes life happens and I, I'm not able to do as many as, as six of these things. But that is the goal and the aim for the year. And then another thing that I do like to do is I like to, at the beginning of each quarter, so on the first weekend of the new year, I like to sit down and try and take a really introspective look at my current uh, lifestyle habits and the things that I do on a day-to-day -day basis um, or maybe a weekly basis that I try to think of the things that are currently serving me, what I believe is doing good for my health and what is adding value or productivity or whatever it may be to making sure that, you know, the, the next year I'm in a better position than the year I was before. And then I look at the things that aren't so great for my health or my mental state and I try and slowly eliminate those out. So <clears throat> right now, uh, something that I stopped in 2022 was drinking alcohol. Um, that was something that I stopped in the third, no, the final quarter of the year. And I haven't had a drink since. Um, and that was because I sat with myself and had a very introspective uh, assessment of my first three quarters of the year. And I decided for the final quarter of the year, I was going to give up alcohol. It actually was meant to be just for a month or two, and then it ended up being longer. Um, and that's okay. And then, yeah, so I, I, I add habits to improve my life. And I try and drop habits or change habits that I don't think are improving my quality of health or quality of life. Um, so next year, um, maybe I can just give you some concrete examples of things that I want to do. Um, I've just noticed that in the last two months, I've become a little bit more tardy with my with my work appearances. Um, work only starts at nine o'clock for me. Um, so the schools ask us to be there at half past eight. I think that's just to mitigate any chances of being late for your first lesson. But I've noticed I've been arriving, you know, five or six minutes late quite often. And I just feel like it's it's unprofessional. And 
nobody actually seems to care because um, I guess most teachers don't arrive exactly on the dot at hoppers eight. But I used to be so good with it. I used to be at work at least, you know, 10 minutes before Hoppers 8. And I just always felt less rushed, less flustered, um, less guilty about arriving uh, after 8.30. I know it, it might not seem like a big deal to some people, but uh, I think coming from from my background, um, I just, I, I'm not sure if this is 100% true, but it always felt as if my family were late for a lot of things. And so... I kind of built up this resentment of, of late coming and people being late and now I'm falling into that trap myself. And so I just want to try and work on that in my first quarter of next year. That's the habit that I'm going to try and break because I have developed a bit of a bad habit of showing up, you know, five minutes late. Um, not every day, but it's at least, you know, twice a week, which is not the standard I want to have for myself. And now that I have a child, you know, um, I think I was listening to Chris Williamson's podcast, Modern Wisdom. Um, he was talking to uh, Ali Abdal, and Chris mentioned that, you know, if you have a standard for yourself, th- that's the standard you should hold other people to. And, you know, I, if I want to hold my daughter to the standard of being on time, and I'm not on time, I just look like a hypocrite, right? So... I'm just trying to also think about the big picture as to why being punctual is important. Um, I think it just shows respect to the people that you're showing up for, and I think it's just a generally good habit to have. Um, I like to be there 10 minutes before. That's my, it's like my perfect timing. And then obviously it depends on the event, but I think in the professional setting, being on time is extremely important. Um, the second thing that I really want to try and develop back is my meditation habit. Um, I'm not exactly sure why, but a lot of my habits wobbled when my wife and I left our home and went to the hospital for the baby's delivery. Our hospital is, I think, about what is two hours away, maybe an hour and a half away from us. So we essentially moved into the hospital for a few days for the for the expectation of the baby and then we move back i know obviously that environment and cues are a massive thing for habit development and so i'm guessing that that's the reason why a lot of my habits suffered um but i'm not i haven't really sat and thought about it deeply enough to to say that that is 100% what happened um but i'm assuming that's probably a big part of it and so Meditation is something that I used to do first thing in the morning, every morning. Um, actually, I lie. I used to hit a cold shower and then meditate straight after that. I just found that if I woke up and meditated, I'd often feel a bit sleepy and I wouldn't get as much from the meditation. So I'd hit the cold shower to wake me up and then meditate afterwards. And that's something that I've kind of let go by the wayside and I want to bring it back. Now, I'm not necessarily going to try and only develop that habit by in the second quarter but by the end of the second quarter I want that habit established and then the third habit of the year is drinking water that's something that I'm really uh, not great at look I do drink water I'm just I feel like I could be drinking a little bit more and recently I have actually become a little bit better I found this really tasty uh, electrolyte powder 
um, which has no calories in it, but it's obviously artificially sweetened and all those kinds of things. But what it allows me to do is it allows me to actually enjoy drinking the water. That's one thing I've always struggled with. I've never been a massive fan of drinking water unless I'm exercising. When I was exercising, water tasted amazing, really hydrated me and, and felt great. But outside of that, I've always struggled to enjoy drinking water. So sometimes I drink a bottle of sparkling water, which which makes it easier. Um, but sort of plain tap water or bottled water, I've always struggled with. So um, that is something that I'm going to try and improve by the end of the third quarter of next year is to be drinking um, enough water. And look, I know a lot of people say that they want to drink two liters of water or three liters of water or a gallon of water every day. But the reality is, is that I think you need to be drinking enough water that is necessary for you to reach adequate hydration. So one person drinking three liters might be too much. Somebody else, it might be too little. Um, something that I tend to go off is the color of the of the wee when I go to the loo, color of the urine. Um, if it's too diluted, it means I'm drinking too much water too quickly. If it's uh, too concentrated, means I'm not drinking enough water. So I try and keep it in a range uh, where it's it's sort of like a dull yellow. Um, that's what I've come to believe is is a healthy level of hydration. You don't want it to be clear white, and you don't want it to be obviously dark yellow. Um, so somewhere in between. Um, and then the final thing that I wanted to do is I want to really focus on capturing what I learn next year and that's something that I'm going to focus down hard on in the fourth quarter but I'll try and develop it over the course of the year um, what do I mean by that so I I learn a lot of new things every day I listen to podcasts I read books um, I listen in to conversations with my with my colleagues oftentimes if you really actively listen you can learn a lot from other people as well um, the problem is I don't have a very good system of capturing what I learn and actually integrating it. So a lot of people call it sort of like, you know, it's all just mental masturbation. It's just learning, 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 but not actually doing anything with the learning. And so next year, I really want to try and focus on taking those nuggets and using them and integrating them into my life. And that's kind of also something that I've been trying to use this podcast for recording this podcast and putting it out there um, it helps me to think again about um, exercise in certain instances or you know building habits for this episode and when I talk about it and share it it reinforces what I know about the topic and reminds me to use it um, so that's something that hopefully this podcast now and going forward will help me achieve to help me hit the final habit of the year which is to learn something new each day and to try and actually capture it and review it at the end of the day and see if it's something that I want to incorporate or or discard yeah so uh, that's kind of the end of the episode and basically just to tie a bow on it um the process now that I use to plan my year is to have that big uh, misogi 
that big challenge that I work towards, something that is going to push me outside of my comfort zone, then four to six little relaxing or downtime type activities that I plan to go on with my family. Um, and remember, that's something that's personal to my circumstance because I said that I, I struggle to shut down and to, and to be in the moment and present because I'm always busy and thinking about things. Um, so for you, if it's if if you're somebody who wants to, you know, run a half a marathon by the end of the year, maybe your other four or five uh, mini adventures could be uh, based around running. Maybe you could do your first five k, your first ten k. Um, etc. You don't have to do something that is relaxing and away from the noise. Choose something that's an adventure for yourself um, and that can help you to grow into the person that you want to be. And then the final thing that I spoke about is trying to erase or remove bad habits or I guess a lot of people would say you can't really ever delete bad habits but to um, rework your bad habits and turn them into positive things to change them into positive things. And I outlined the four things that I want to work on for next year. Um, I tend to try and focus in on each one uh, per quarter. So what I'll do at the beginning of the year, I don't think I explained this very well. At the beginning of the year, what I'll do is I'll say, okay, right, these are my four habits. And I try and do all four of them at once. Um, It's not something that I advise for everybody because it can be overwhelming. Um, but I've become very good at managing multiple habits at once because it's something that I've practiced and done, um, which actually was a mistake. I shouldn't have done it that way, which I only found out later on. Um, but what I, what I did develop is um, the ability to balance out habits and uh, to keep the good ones and to discard the, the ones that didn't really serve me anymore. So what I do is I set out at the beginning of the year with all four, but then in the first 90 days of the year, or the first quarter of the year, I will really focus on not being late. And if I don't hit the other habits as accurately, that's okay. Once that not being late habit is established after those first 90 days, then I work really focus in on meditation for the next 90 days. And so it's less likely that I'm now going to slip up on that first habit um, while I'm pursuing that second habit because it's already established. I still try and I'll still try and drink the water and learn new things and capture them. But the focus will be on the meditation, to not skip a day of meditation. Then the next 90 days, hopefully the other two habits, first and second habit are established. Now I'm going to focus on the drinking of the water. I'll try and make sure that I'm also still learning things. But if I don't, that's not really the focus. And in the final quarter, I'll really hone in and focus on that last habit. Um, so I try and do all, at, all of them at the start, but really focus on the one that I'm trying to establish first and then establish the other three over the course of the year if that makes sense. And then lastly, um, I just wanted to say a massive thank you to everyone who's come along so far for the ride of this year. Um, it's been an amazing year, the birth of my first child and um, the the launch of this podcast. And while things are growing slowly at the moment, that's absolutely fine. I think that it's important to realize that sometimes these things don't just happen overnight. And uh, a lot of overnight sec- successes are actually 10 years in the making. And this is something that I'm hoping to do in in the long term. And so uh, I don't mind really sort of the upfront suffering and things being a bit slow right now, um, as long as I hopefully can continue to provide value. 
uh, I'm sure that the show will grow. And I really appreciate those of you who've come along at the very start of the, of the journey. And I hope that you are able to take some things away from each episode. And uh, I don't think I will be um, cancelling any plans to to record and send the podcast out over the, the festive season. I know a lot of podcasts do that. But I'm going to try and stick to it and, and provide some content over the, the holidays. Um, especially going into the new year. That's a very awesome time to recreate yourself Um, that's just how our brains work even though it's just the start of a new day the start of a new year seems to just have so much more impact on our health and our mindset all right so thank you again for listening in today and uh, i hope that you're aiming to be the superhero dad that you set out to be the superhero dad that your kids can look up to and uh, stay fit stay stay strong and uh, especially those of you living in cold climates with snow around the festive season, stay safe. Cheers.